and online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960 The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. I am Brian Hanks. Today is uh friday march the 10th in the year of our lord 2023 and yes uh, it has just been a bizarre bizarre show already bizarre morning for uh myself for uh brett kennedy from uh news channel 12 for scott whittington the son of kenston and uh and joining us on our spence automotive guest line right now is uh one of our favorite people and i know i speak for myself i know i speak for uh scott whittington when i say this too chris edwards from uh i swear chris i was getting ready to say from the university of duke god oh wait a minute i got him potted down let's try that again from the university of duke <laughs> you could um, you could say a bunch of things i work for a bunch of different people <laughs> you could just say a jack of all trades a master of none well, i just thought you would appreciate though uh you know ud University of Duke, you know. University of Duke, yes, yes. (laughs) Hey, did you hear what happened? And I've got to let people know while we're kind of thrown off a little bit here. We started our show. You know, I'm doing the show from a hotel in Burlington. I've got uh, the awesome Brett Kennedy over here to my right. I've got the awesome Scott Whittington over here to my right. Ten minutes before the show started today, Chris, we had a fire alarm go off, a fire truck sitting outside our hotel. And as we started the show for the first two or three minutes, you could hear the alarms in the background. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> Happy Friday or Thursday, whatever today is. I don't even know what day of the week it is, Brian. It is I, Friday, I, right? It is Friday. It's Friday. Is it? Okay. Well, yeah. Happy Friday. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for the mini heart attack that you just gave me there, Chris, because I'm sitting there going, oh, I've been saying it's Friday all day, which by the way, I've had in our 819 shows I've done, I've had a couple of days where I've gone 30 minutes saying it was a certain time when it wasn't, Chris. I said on the radio the other day, I said, thanks for joining us on this Thursday, and it was really Wednesday. So uh, it's just game days and off days this time of year, Brian. Chris Edwards from Duke University uh, and in just everything else you do. You do 19 different jobs. You added another one uh, this past week, and I got to tell you, uh, you know, I saw your post up on Facebook. Uh, our boy Scott Whittington here told me to be sure to tune in as I was driving up here. I got to tell you, man, I mean – when, lately, and I've told you this too, I will turn on Sirius XM channel 84, it, you know, that's the college sports channel, and it'll be you calling a Duke University women's basketball game. I've heard that. I'm driving through 99.9. You're calling uh, the ACC tournament on that. I, I got to ask you, dude, you are the ultimate in have microphone, have voice, will travel, aren't you? Uh, I try to be. Uh I joke with people, it's hard to hit a moving target, right? Um, and I also joke with people that, you know, my wife doesn't want me to be at home, uh, so that's why I try to work a lot. So that, that's just a joke. Uh, I, I look, I'm really fortunate, and I know that. Um, I am really, really lucky to be able to have done all the things that I've done, to have the experiences that I've, ha- I've had, and I'm, I'm just humbled by the whole thing and thankful that people trust me to tell the stories of these games and these athletes because that's what it's all about. It's about the kids, it's about the, the players, it's about the universities. It's not about me. It's about being able to tell these stories and hopefully do the games and the kids justice because they put in a lot of hard work and I just hope that I'm a, a great conduit to the fans uh, that I can bring the game to them. 
You had a, an awesome social media post. Uh, I think it was on Facebook where you were just talking about just uh, another one of your dreams coming true. I just speak to that about uh, how great it was for you to be able to be on press row in Greensboro for the ACC tournament and describing what you were watching to uh, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of listeners on 99.9. Yeah, I don't think I want to know how many people were listening. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't ever want to think about that. Um, yeah, you know, growing up in North Carolina, like I feel so fortunate. I feel like I'm kind of like the last of like that generation that got to listen to Bob Harris call games at Duke and Morty Durham call games at Carolina and Gary's still going at NC State and Jeff at East Carolina. Like you grew up here, you got to flip on the radio and you got to listen to these guys every night. You knew that – State was on this channel, or Duke was on that channel, and Carolina was on this channel. And that was back in the glory days of the ACC, right, when you only had nine teams. And everybody, all three networks, did every tournament game. And it was in Greensboro. And like, that's like the mecca of Tobacco Road, of North Carolina College basketball. That's the holy site, the Greensboro Coliseum. Um, and, and I grew up going to Greensboro with my dad. It's where I fell in love with ACC basketball. And it's where I fell in love with broadcasting and, and wanted to do this and when when ninety nine nine reached out and said, Hey, can you help us out? Can you do this? Can you do one game on Tuesday and two games on Wednesday? I mean, I said, Absolutely. I said that you don't have can I pay you money to do it? Like you don't have to pay me. Like I'll, I'll be happy to give you some money to come up there. Um and, and you know, it was just a, it was a dream come true. It really was. I mean, for for a kid to that's from Garner, you know, like who 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 gets to do this? You know, like who who gets to go to Greensboro and call these games and you get an upset win on Tuesday when uh, a buzzer beater, Georgia Tech, comes back from 10 down at halftime and beats Florida State. And you're like, well, they can't get any better. And then the next day, uh, Wake Forest comes from 12 down in the first half, and Williamson hits the three from the right wing to beat Syracuse, ends up putting Jim Beheim in retirement. And, I mean, I called Jim Beheim's last basketball game. Like, how crazy is that? And then Georgia Tech comes from – 13 down at halftime and ties the game with Pitt and takes the lead in the second half before Pitt wins. Like, who gets to do this, Brian? And I mean, yeah. look, I, I got home. I'm not afraid to tell you this. I got home from Greensboro after I saw you Wednesday night or whatever night that was. And the emotion of the whole thing just hit me. I, I sat on my couch and cried for 10 minutes just because wow. of the, the emotion of it and all the nice things that people said. I, I still get emotional about it, but the nice things that people said. You know, I, you don't do it for the gratitude. You don't do it for people like, oh, you're really good. I don't do it for that. It's never about me, right? It's about the game. It's about the kid. It's about all the other stuff. But just to be a, a kid that grew up in Garner and uh, my grandparents took a doghouse and the, they didn't have a dog at the time. It's an old doghouse. My grandpa put a, a school desk in there with a toy microphone and I would sit in this doghouse for hours on hours and I would pretend to be on the radio. I would sit in front of the TV and call my video games. Like, for a kid that was seven years old that wanted to do this, I get to live my dream every single day. How many people get to say that? I'm just so fortunate to be able to do this. Yeah, that voice you listen to. Uh, I bet you Scott Whittington knows that voice you listen to, don't you, Scott? <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> there you go. It's the great Chris Edwards. One of, you know, you've been on the show now 12 or 13 times. And what I like, uh, and I, this is the way I've described. Hey, here's how I describe you behind your back, Chris. And I mean this, okay. uh, it, but you're a broadcaster's broadcaster. And I mean, old, it's almost old, like how they the describe old, Bill Burr as a comedian's comedian or, you know, uh, but you are. I mean, dude, 
you never hesitate to help people. I mean, uh, you, you've helped so many people in, in the time that you have been, you know, and on your way up the chain and dude, and you're doing some great things, man. Uh, well, well I, I did before we jump into the ACC tournament, I've got these guys sitting here patiently waiting here with me with Brett Kennedy from <laughs> news channel 12 and, uh, your stepson, uh, Scott Whittington over here. Uh, but I did want to talk about it before we get into uh, the ACC tournament. I did want to just touch base real quick. You've got a couple of very exciting things you're doing now. Obviously, you're the voice of Duke baseball. And I got to tell you, man, I was driving in. I was listening. to. I stayed. Uh, Brett and I went to, ho- to the hospitality thing last night, which, by the way, dude, we've got to talk about that. That was really good, man. That was a nice setup. Yeah, goat cheese. I, I got a goat cheese and mushroom pizza, man. And it was very good. Where you, when you go up and order a drink, and then they go, yeah, the uh, the, the entire tab that everyone's going to be eating here and drinking here all week is on the ACC. That's when you're like, wow, <laughs> wow. I should have stayed for another day, I guess. <laughs> yes, you should have, <laughs> dude. You can come back in tonight, man. But anyway, uh, but you are the voice of Duke baseball, and I, you would be, at, dude. Now this was like at twelve fifteen, twelve twenty last night that I was listening to uh, that channel. I love that series. XM College Channel that I've heard you on several times now. They were talking Duke baseball last night, dude. Wow. How crazy is that? Because they were talking about Blue Devils and Duke, and I thought, well, you know, obviously they're talking about the, uh, you know, the basketball teams in the semifinals ACC tournament. No, they were talking Duke baseball, dude. And uh, there are, uh, I was impressed, dude. You've got to be too. Yeah, big series for the Blue Devils starting today. Uh, number five, Wake Forest comes to Durham. Wake's really, really good. Uh, they've got the number one, possibly the number one overall pick next year, Rhett Louder, uh, who's going to be 94-96, a wipeout slider, good changeup, too. They can hit the ball all over the ballpark. Of course, it's easy to hit a bunch of home runs when you play in a ballpark that <laughs> makes Williamsport look big. Um, but I'm not going to get into that. Uh, anyway, yeah, but it's a great start for Duke. Nine and four, had a tough midweek loss to Northeastern on Wednesday, but Northeastern's a team that's going to be in the NCAA tournament. They're coached by Mike Glavin who's the brother of some guy named Tom Glavin, who was a pretty good pitcher. Um, but this is a big weekend, big couple weekends for the Blue Devils. You have Wake Forest at home this weekend to start ACC play. Then you go to Clemson next weekend, a series that right now you feel like maybe you should probably win or at least compete in. Clemson's a little bit down. Then your third conference weekend is at North Carolina. So we're going to learn a lot about how good the Blue Devils are over the next three weekends. Well, I'll tell you what, you broke a lot of hearts, and Scott will back me up on this. You broke a lot of hearts in Greenville with that midweek win over uh, the Pirates a couple of weeks ago, a Pirates team. that, And, I mean, it wasn't a 2-1 to one or a 5-3 to three kind of game. 9 nothing that uh, Duke just uh, wiped out ECU in that game. But, uh, again, like I said, just uh, some good big expectations there. And I also real quick wanted to talk about or get you just uh, what you're doing with the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame. I mean, I'm excited about what the Brian Hanks show is going to be doing with that, with Jerry being inducted this year. But uh, I just wanted to give you a chance to talk about that. I mean, you're doing these little 15-minute – well, not little. I mean, you're doing these 15-minute podcasts with existing members of the Hall of Fame. Uh, just take us down that road a little bit there, Chris. Yeah, Brian, thanks for asking. That's been a really fun project to be a part of. Trip Durham, who's the new executive director of the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame, who I've gotten to know over the years. Great guy. Love Trip. He asked me to come on board and help with this. Uh, and he kind of had this vision for this podcast. And I'm like, yeah, happy to do it. Um, and so I've been able to reach out to the Hall of Famers. We have over 350 Hall of Famers, a little over 150 of them, between 150 and 200 are still living. So our task, my goal is to capture voices, right? Capture voices and memories. And, you know, 10, 15 years from now, if you want to hear Roman Gabriel or you want to hear whoever, 
that's a North Carolina Sports Hall of Famer. We hope that we were able to get them to have them on the podcast. And we spend about 15 minutes talking to the Hall of Famer. We call the podcast 15 Minutes of Fame. Uh, it's available wherever you get your podcasts. We, de- we debut new episodes every Tuesday. They come out every Tuesday morning. Uh, and we've had some really cool guests. Uh, we had Steve Ascendek on this past week. So, Steve, if you don't know who that is, the 1966-ish ACC Player of the Year. He was the athletic director for a while at Winthrop and helped him transition to Division One. But before that, he was an associate athletic director at Duke. And he was the guy that hired some guy named Mike Krzyzewski to be the basketball coach. Who? And he also had a hand in hiring Jim Valvano at NC State around the same time, which is a crazy story. Uh, we've also had Rod Brindamore on. I mean, I could go down the list. Judy Rose, who was the longtime athletic director at the University of Charlotte. My, I mean, my just, alma mater, yes. Yeah, the list just goes on and on. Uh, we've I've recorded a bunch, so we haven't had a chance to debut yet. Some of the people that are coming up, uh, we had Joey Cheek, who's an Olympic gold medalist, speed skater. We've got some Olympic swimmers. Uh, Dave Odom, the longtime head coach of Wake Forest, will be on in a couple of weeks. Like We've got some really cool guests, and that's been really neat to sit down and talk to some of these Hall of Famers. I, I joked with somebody the other day. I talked to Rod Brindamore and then two Olympic gold medalists in the span of like two and a half hours on a Friday afternoon. And I'm like, oh, well, guess who's not worthy to be talking to these people? So I got to go run a marathon now after talking to these three people. But it's been a lot of fun, and I'm happy to be part of it. The Hall, the hall is doing some great things. and We're excited about April 21st and our induction celebration in Raleigh to welcome a new class of Hall of Famers in. It's just really, really cool, and I'm excited to talk to some of our new Hall of Famers uh, that we're going to have this year, too. Including Kinston's own Jerry Stackhouse. Yep, That's there exactly you go. right. That voice you're listening to is Chris Edwards, uh, Duke University. I don't even know how to describe you. I guess your primary job, Duke University, <laughs> the voice of uh, women's basketball, of uh, that great baseball team over in Durham, too. I tell you what, we've about 10 more minutes we've got you here, uh, Chris, and I want to put a quarter in the uh, ACC tournament machine. Again, like I said, I've got Brett Kennedy from News Channel 12 and Scott Winnington. And I just kind of wanted to get uh, just uh, real quick. Now, these are going to be quick hits here. Uh, Chris, would love to just get your – we're going to break down the four games from yesterday. We didn't do it in the first hour. I want to do it now. The first game of the day yesterday. And i tell you what, Brad, I think we'll start with you on this. Uh, Miami uh, beat Wake Forest 74-72, a very exciting game. Scott, you were in the – well, you were in arena for all four of the games yesterday too. But uh, Miami, a little bit more trouble with Wake Forest, Brett, than we thought they were going to have. Yeah, um, uh, Wake fought, fought – uh, they fought hard towards the end of this game, and uh, they they almost did it. They almost did it again. Davian Williamson threw up a shot that uh, clanked off the, the backboard there that almost back-to-back buzzer beaters by him. But uh, they, they fought right to the very end, but Miami was able to hang on by fingernail in this one. Great game. There you go, and uh, what does this mean? Well, let me ask you, uh, Scott. You were, like I said, you were in the arena yesterday. Uh, your your thoughts from uh, from a fan's perspective of that game yesterday? Well, it, my my level good. Yeah, you're good. Okay. It was an electric atmosphere. Um, had Wake Forest came came to play, they fought, and like like you said, Miami won by a fingernail. Well, how they literally did because the the half court shot at halftime. By Wake Forest, that did not count. They said it was still on his fingertip. Yeah, and so literally a yeah, fingertip. Yeah, yeah, and then Wake Forest there in about the final five minutes missed about five crucial free throws. You think about that's eight points right there, and that, that could have been a Wake Forest win, but they fought yesterday, and uh, Miami got the best of them. 
Chris Edwards, 74-72, Miami over Wake Forest. Your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I mean, I think Miami did just what they needed to do. There was a couple injuries, I think, for Miami toward the end of the game, too. We'll see how that plays out for the rest of the tournament. Uh, look, Wake's a good ball club. I mean, Scott pointed out, that's a bunch of free throws down the stretch. You wonder how much the game the previous day took out of it. That was an emotional game, too, coming back and playing at noon the next day. Wake's going to be good under Steve Forbes, but, man, Miami might be the best team in the ACC. They were in the regular season. I- I'm curious to see what happens this afternoon, though, when they t- or tonight, I guess, tonight when they take on Duke. There you go, and let's segue to that, Duke. Got to tell you, uh, with Pitt, you know, sliding down to the five seed on a missed shot in the Saturday regular season finale against Miami, I really, and I think we had all three of us uh, that previewed uh, yesterday's games here, and I got to tell you, I think to a person, we were all like, other than me, of course, because I said Duke was going to win by 20-plus, but everybody else was like, it's going to be a close game. It was not a close game. Duke had zero difficulty, Chris Edwards, with Pittsburgh, 96-69. to 69. Nice. Uh, Duke advances to the semifinals to uh, face uh, top-seeded Miami. Your thoughts on uh, that relatively easy game, Chris? Yeah, I think right now Duke's just playing at a whole new level. I mean, look, Miami's been the best team in the regular season. I think right now Duke might be the best team in the ACC. And that's, you're, you're going to say, oh, that's a homer pick. And maybe it is, whatever. <laughs> um, but but I, but I think they are playing well. So, I mean, they're finally healthy. John Shire's got his full complement of players for more than one game. They're rested. Think about the last time they played Miami. You know, it's coming off the win over Carolina. They had to hop on a plane the next day and go down to Miami. And they got boat raced down in Coral Gables. Uh, but I think Duke's playing with a purpose right now. I mean, think about it. They are one miss, very obvious missed call away from potentially being the one seed in this tournament. So I think Duke's playing with a chip on their shoulder and something to prove. There you go. Uh, tell you what, again, you were one of them, uh, one of the guys yesterday, uh, Brett, that thought this was going to be a much closer game than it was. What do you think made the biggest difference yesterday in that Duke victory? Well, I mean, I'm looking at the stats from yesterday's game. Uh, Duke shot 62% from the field, yeah. so uh, that that certainly helps. <laughs> uh, um, and holding uh, and oh, holding to Pittsburgh to only 42%. But uh, yeah, I mean. They were just dominant on all 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 phases of the game here, and uh, they had two guys, Mitchell and Filipowski, both had uh, both had big air. Uh, Filipowski had twenty two points. Mitchell had some big buckets, uh, and then they also got, I mean, contributions off the bench. Derek Whitehead made some great great plays. Um, th- this is a, big, a like a loaded Duke roster, and they're playing on all cylinders right now right exactly when they have to be. And, uh, Scott Whittington, you had an incident yesterday with the uh, Pitt Panther before the game uh, down at at FanFest. I I think you need to come clean with that, but you can Um, also talk about what happened after the game when you saw him. Yeah, so yesterday, (laughs) for some reason, uh, when I walked into FanFest, the Pitt Panther got bold and wanted to just – I mean, just walked up to me and just kind of shoved me. Then he walked by me about five minutes later, just bumped me, then turned around. and <laughs> This pat, really happened, by the way, pat, Chris Edwards, patted okay? That, uh, patted that big old P on his jersey, and I was like, dude, what in the world? And he looks at my hoodie and gives me the thumbs down. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll just see this guy after the game. Um, so we walk into Fan Fest after the game, and he sees me walking up to him. And as Brian, as he was laying inside that giant ACC logo, he's – trying to get out of the giant sea and he sees me and immediately drops his head <laughs> and i said hey this all really happened by the way listeners I, I it mean, was we, awesome. we, we got pictures um i said look i know things got tense pregame and he, he just started shaking his head yeah i said we're good right great game and he, he shook my hand and i said let's hug it out and, 
he hugged me. We took a picture, and uh, hey, we're we're homies now. There you go. So uh, hey, how's that from the fan perspective? There, Chris. That's that's uh, Greensboro, man. You don't you don't get that in Brooklyn. No, no, you nope. do not get that in Brooklyn. Okay, we've got to bang through these last two games last uh, that happened last night. Uh, the God fearing Cavahoos of uh, the University of Virginia at Charlottesville, sixty eight. Yes, that is uh, Scott Woodington clapping back there. Uh, UNC fifty nine. I do hate it for Trez, who didn't even get a chance to play last night. If you missed our first hour. Uh, and we were running out of time. I don't have time to play his audio, but uh, check it out in our first hour of today's show. Go to brianhanks.com, and you can hear uh, the uh, exclusive uh, interview with uh, Don Tress Styles last night. But uh, uh, Chris Edwards, I'll start with you on this one. Uh, it was a pretty good game. I mean, it's not like Virginia took off and led the whole game. It was exactly what we thought it was going to be. Carolina led early, but Virginia took over about uh, three-quarters of the way through the first half and then really didn't look back after that. Uh, I mean, kept it. It was still a 6-8 to eight to 10-point game the rest of the way, but uh, when it all came out, Virginia 68, UNC 59, Chris. Yeah, Virginia's playing like one of the best teams in the ACC, right? I mean, I, I said that about Miami, I said that about Duke. I mean, the ACC's going to have teams that go deep in the NCAA tournament. Virginia's another one of them. They just did what they needed to do last night, right? It was not flashy. It was typical Virginia basketball. Like, Jaden Gardner had a big game. They're trying to figure themselves out after that guy broke his hand in practice yesterday. Virginia's going to be fine. I mean, they did what they needed to do. Good win for the Cavaliers. And uh, we move on to the semifinals today. There you go. Uh, over to you, Brad. I mean, uh, a game that you were down on the baseline shooting that whole game. Uh, Virginia, just very workmanlike. Other than you almost getting punched, it looked like on the back. I got to I got to throw this out there. I don't know if you saw this, uh, Scott, but uh, on the big screen, you know, the, the scoreboard overhead, the uh, Cavalier uh mascot looked like i swear it looked like he was about to hit you a couple of times uh brett i guess scott and i just had beef with mascots all <laughs> i'm, telling, but, you, I'm uh, telling you no but uh yeah the, the guy right next to me was trying to like film him and he was punching at the camera but uh to your point back to virginia we were talking about this yesterday and i i I, I mean, I saw the writing on the wall. I kind of figured Virginia was going to go in here and, and take down uh, UNC, and they did. That Their defense is uh, unrelenting, and they held UNC to just 35% from the field. And, uh, I mean, it was it was kind of brutal. I mean, UNC held around in this game. R.J. Davis uh, had a big game, and he kept them in, and, and UNC made their runs. But uh, Jaden Gardner and uh, and others, they, they stepped up when needed, and now Virginia is going on to the semis. And you'll be able to hear. Jalen Gardner sound on News Channel 12. What at no, is it at noon and six and what, uh, what, six, what time? Six ten and eleven tonight. Okay. Uh, I talked to Jaden last night, uh, former ECU Pirate. Yep. Caught up with him. Uh, so we'll, we're going to run sound today. And uh, yeah, sorry Scott. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, no, yeah, we uh, we'll hear from uh, Jaden today. There you go. Uh, and I tell you what, we are so up against the clock here. Uh, let me go ahead. Is, is it all right? Uh, quick, ten seconds on. Uh, Carolina, Virginia, Scott. Great game. Glad Virginia won. Moving on. <laughs> there you go. The last game of the night, and I got to tell you, Chris Edwards, I, what is it about NC State and just how myopic they are with Clemson? They play everybody else in the conference tough. I mean, they played Virginia tough. They beat Duke. They beat Carolina. But what is it? They A, a season sweep at the hands of Clemson, a team that – may not even still make the NCAA tournament as of right now, still either the first four out or the, the next four out. What is it with State and Clemson, uh, Chris Edwards? 
I don't know. I can't figure it out. But, you know, sometimes, some years, teams have your number, right? I mean, and you can't explain it. There's just something a team does that has your number. I mean, hard to beat a team three times. Clemson's done that this year, beating State. Really weird game last night. Like, State's in control, and they just went ice cold and couldn't do anything. I mean, it was just really odd to watch and try to dissect and figure out what went wrong for Kevin Keats' club. But there's no way for um, Clemson's not getting in the NCAA tournament. Like, I I can't find me better teams than Clemson that that should be in. Like, there's not one. Like, Clemson should be in after the win last night. Brett Kennedy. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, You thought NC State was going to finally come out and and punch Clemson in the mouth the first half of that game. They came out on fire, and then – Again, yeah, just the the bottom fell out, and they just couldn't hit anything, and uh, it, it was just bizarre. Because, like, uh, I mean, like you said, Chris, it, it's hard to beat a team three times in a season, and yet Clemson's done that. And I uh, thought I thought it was going to be third times a charm for NC State. That was not the case. And the Tigers are legit, and they do deserve to go. Uh, I think to, they they deserve to go uh, dancing, Scott. Like they said, it, it was a close game in the first half, and it was shocking. Um, I, I, I did leave at halftime, but when I got back here, I looked at the score, and I was like, what in the world? <laughs> i got to tell y'all, y'all get a kick out of this as we're going to say goodbye to Chris here in a moment. But I've got to tell you, and Chris, you'll get a kick out of this because you've done this before. You're watching a game that maybe you're not 100% interested in. You're on press row. And so I, that's what I was doing. I was trying to get ahead for today's show and getting some of my show prep done. And State was down by nine, Brett, when I started working as God is my witness, it felt like three to five minutes later, I looked up and they're down by 23. Wow. Pretty happy, pretty quick. <laughs> Chris, it was crazy. <laughs> and then and then I tried to pay attention to the game a little bit because I was sitting beside some of the uh, state newspaper guys uh, the, or their state journalism guys, and uh, they, they were not very happy, and we'll leave it at that. And I was messaging with Greg Clemens. He wasn't very happy either. I tell you what, Chris Edwards, dude, thank you so much for joining us. Real quick, just, just quick, uh, Duke, Miami, who you got? Uh, the Blue Devils. Clemson, Virginia. Uh, give me the Cavaliers. Wahoo, wah. Okay, tomorrow night then, you have give Duke me- versus Virginia. Who you got? Give me the devs all, all the way. <laughs> there you go. Hey, listen, Chris, you are the absolute best, man. I'll say what I've said a long, every time I talk to you and behind your back and in front of your back and everything. Dude, it's good to see good things happen to good people, and we're so, so, so happy for you. And Dude, let's talk early next week. Very excited. The Brian Hanks Show is going to be part of that uh, awesome book that uh, is being put together for the, uh, for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Thanks for everything. Always great to uh, be with you and look forward to talking to you soon. You're the best. That was Chris Edwards, Duke University, as we continue our uh, Scott Whittington Man Crush Hour here on oh on the Brian Hanks. Am I wrong? Just get him on the line. <laughs> Am I wrong? Just get him on the line. We're going to get Ken Wallington on from uh, Channel 9 from uh, uh, WNCT. I tell you what, as we do that, though, let's thank uh, our big interview uh, sponsor. It's UNC Lenore Healthcare. The exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. Nestled in the heart of Lenore County, right uh, in Kinston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston, or in Kenston, I'm in Burlington right now. For your healthcare needs, or call them at 252-522. Hey, I believe in uh, truth and advertising here, Ken Wallington, okay? <laughs> okay. I, I, I believe you. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I absolutely believe you.
There you go. But listen, uh, thank you to UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get our big interview here on the line. Or he's on the line with us right now from WNCT Channel 9. It's uh, Scott Whittington's other man crush. It's uh, Ken Watlington joining <laughs> us this morning. How are you doing this morning, Ken? Well, good morning from a gloomy Greensboro. I guess it's very fitting for Carolina and State fans on this uh, day after a uh, disastrous Thursday. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, we're going to just dive right into it. You've got uh, myself. You've got, obviously, Scott Whittington. Say hello, Scott. Hello, Ken. <laughs> there you hello, go. hello. And we've got Brett Kennedy. Uh, it's almost like a reunion of, what, just six hours ago or seven hours ago. At, uh... <laughs> yeah, long time no see, Ken. I, I, I just left you guys. <laughs> Hope you all go. is well. Brian, you need to tell Ken what happened this morning here at the oh, hotel. Oh, God. Uh, oh, Ken, you're going to love this, dude. So I'm sitting here, and I don't. I'm only going to give about a minute to this because I, we've got to dive into yeah, ACC yeah. basketball here. But you'll love this, Ken. I'm sitting here. I'm pre-showing, you know, prepping for the show. We're about ten minutes from going live, and then an alarm goes off, and lights start flashing here in the room and out in the hall. <laughs> And I oh. thought my initial thing was I thought Brett Kennedy had like this state of the art great alarm on his phone or something. Okay, it wasn't. It wasn't. No, because I looked outside. There's a fire truck outside. Scott's downstairs in the uh, at the hotel we're at. He's down there uh, where they're serving breakfast and everything. And so he's burning a bagel. <laughs> that's what we thought. Is that not what we said, uh, <laughs> yeah. Brett? Yeah. We thought Scott was down there like burning a waffle because, dude, they have a great waffle maker here. So we just assumed he had burned a waffle down there. <laughs> Someone in the hotel was kitchen it? doesn't know how to operate the oven properly, yeah. apparently. Uh, well, it always happens somewhere. <laughs> there you go. Okay. We have, we're here for a good time, not a long time, uh, with Ken Wallington and Brett Kennedy and Scott Whittington. Uh, we just had Chris Edwards on from uh, Duke University. And so we broke down last night's game, but I do have a couple of things. And you've already been prepped for this because I told you this while we were sitting there <laughs> yeah. uh, watching that just the, the destruction of uh, Carolina last night, Ken. And, yeah. uh, and yeah. I want to specifically point at that game, that Virginia 68-59 win over Carolina. And something that I believe you pointed out, uh, Ken, that I had really not noticed, then you got me watching it not just live there at the Coliseum last night, but even when I was watching games last night when we were at Steel Hands, I, Hubert Davis is, I don't know if he's a control freak, Ken, or what the situation is, but he does, it looks like he does not have a substitution coach. He makes all the substitutions himself, and I just wanted you to speak to that a little bit, Ken. That's true. It, it does seem that... Uh, he does it all himself, and and I think if you're a Carolina fan, you would argue he probably doesn't do it enough because uh, last night in the second half, I think there was only one substitution, and that was that was Puff Johnson in for Armando Baycott, who just really couldn't go. And you know, you talk about the destruction of Carolina. I mean, it's a disappointing season if you're the number one team and you end it the way they ended it. But what's probably even a little more disappointing for Carolina fans is if you look at it, pretty much every one of their losses, they're in it in the final five minutes of the game. They have, if a couple of different things go differently and if they execute a couple of different things differently, we're talking about four, five, six, seven less losses maybe. You know, last night, you know, the, you see the scoreboard that lost by nine, but they were in that game with 90 seconds to play. And, you know, it's just, you know, a head scratcher for a lot of reasons. 
you know, what happened on the court, what happened on the bench for Carolina. And uh, I think there's going to be some soul searching in the offseason. Absolutely. And I'm telling you, and again, that voice of your listeners, Ken Wallington, uh, on our Spence Automotive guest line live here. I've got Brett Kennedy from News Channel 12. I've got Scott Whittington, uh, the son of Kenston, here with me, too. And, but here's what just, again, I just want to, you pointed this out to me and just opened my eyes last night, Ken, or maybe it was even the game before, but he is yep. that coach that, you know, like a high school coach, but heck, even at Kinston High, Perry Tindall has a substitutions coach. That's what Tad Parson does. He, you know, is the one that tells, okay, coach, this guy's ready. And then, you know, and Tad will put him in. It's just amazing that, you know, a blue blood program, he doesn't have a substitution coach. Is that a, maybe that this really is his first time being a head coach and he's having to learn this uh, job on the job training here, Ken? Well, I mean, it's technically his first job as, as a head coach, but he did coach the Carolina JV team for a number of years. Obviously not the same situation, not the same personnel, not the same resources, not the same crowds at the games. But um, maybe maybe you're right, though. Maybe it's just the fact that he's a control freak. Maybe he just, you know, likes it his way. And, you know, is, you know, I've been in situations in my career where, you know, no offense to some of my coworkers over the years, but I've been in situations like, you know what? I'd rather just do this myself. I'd just rather take care of this myself. And I don't know if it's a case of that or, or what, but, but you know, you're right. We watched it the last two nights just sitting there and it's, it's a head scratcher. Well, it, it just, it totally blew my mind. And again, it's one of those things where I like hanging out with, uh, and I'm not going to call you a, a, a grizzled veteran, uh, Ken, but, uh, well, you, you, yeah, you know, I'm an, you're, you're I'm not, an old man. Not a kid. Well, I was going to say you're not a kid. Well, I'm older than you, but you're not a kid like uh, you know Brett sitting over here or Scott sitting over here next to me right now. I mean, you've been you've been through the wars. You've seen these uh, you've seen these situations as I have, and it just it was so eye opening to see that. Let me uh, and this is a question I'm going to ask to uh, you and uh, Brett here, uh, Ken. But one of the things coming out of the locker room last night, and I know all three of us were in there last night, is that. Uh, and I got to give Andrew Carter credit for this from uh, the Raleigh News and Observer and the Charlotte Observer. He was the first one that I saw that brought it up. And I'll tell you what, I'll start with you on this, Brett, that can, that Carolina might turn down an NIT bid. And I didn't even – it was one of those things as I was talking to Trez at the end of the game, I didn't really talk to any of the other players. I didn't go to Hubert's postgame yeah. uh, presser. But, Brett, I – and I've seen a couple things on Facebook – or not on Facebook, on Twitter and on social media this morning alluding to – Carolina, Brett, might not accept an NIT bid. Yeah, uh, we we interviewed Armando Baycott yesterday about this, and he said, well, I'll play if, we, if we're if we going to play, but he goes, that's not my decision. That's the that's the coach's decisions, and uh, that, that's going to be interesting to see what they end up doing. But if they, I wouldn't be surprised if they turned down an NIT bid. Just about how like depressing the year has just ended for for UNC to be the number one team preseason to come off a, a uh, state or national championship berth to possibly now just now it's like well at least you got the NIT it's like I I'm, I'm good I think I'm good I think just the way the season has gone for UNC and it's so depressing now and. Um, some of the players, I mean, again, when we went to the locker room last night, they were like, nope, you can't talk to half the players that are already in the bus. They're already going yep. to the bus. That yep. said everything you needed to know right there. And uh, if I were UNC, come on, what's an NIT? What is that really going to do? Well, I don't like, know. It helped. So. I think it propelled Virginia. I really do. And But we'll get to that in a moment. But uh, before I kick it back over to you, though, Ken, 
your your stepson over here, uh, Scott Whittington, can't stop smiling. Okay, I mean, I don't know what you know. I, we, we Ken, we both know he's a big Duke guy, but uh, yeah, I, I got to give Scott. Why, why are you smiling so hard right now? It's just a great day. I'm glad to be here. Um, <laughs> you know, I had had a great time at the ACC tournament yesterday. I'm just I'm just happy to be here. I'm just having the time of my life right oh, now. Oh dear That's God, why I'm smiling. I'll say this, Ken, before I kick it to you on uh, for your thoughts on a uh, possible NIT or whatever with them is that uh we both are i guess all of us know junior smith's a third and he's real big for you know getting smile you know the crying jordans and pasting them on pictures i thought and i hit him up last night i wanted to get that preseason sports illustrated where uh hubert is <laughs> reenacting you know the dean yeah. smith was, and i thought that would have been cool to have like all five people in the picture with a crying jordan face you know as he's yeah. uh marking on that would be awesome wouldn't it I mean, this, <laughs> this, this situation for the Tar Heels may be uh, ridiculed by other opposing fan bases such as Duke and, well, <laughs> NC State, really, after last night, they got to worry about their own stuff. The last three games they played, well, three out of, out of the last four. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just the NIT just seems not something that this team wants to do. The mood in the locker room, the players are done. They're yeah, cashed out. Yeah. It's over. You listen to Hubert's press conference. He's he's a little more upbeat. He, you know, if you you didn't know what was going on, he thought they might be a top four seed in the tournament coming up next week. That's not going to happen. Uh, you know, the the only silver lining I would see about an NIT bid for Carolina is if they played the games at Carmichael or something. Like, kind of take it back to the old school, like they did back in 2010 when they had to play the the NIT games at Carmichael because of renovations at the Dean Dome. And if you look at Carolina's 2010. Uh, NIT season, it was coming off the national championship, a lot of new faces, a lot of freshmen, a couple of injuries. They make it to the NIT final, and then the next two years, they make it to the Elite Eight. So could it be a springboard for maybe some of the younger guys or something to get them, you know, acclimated to to what maybe they're going to need to do next season? Because there's going to be a lot of changes to Carolina. So maybe would an NIT kind of be a, a preseason type of thing for next year? Who knows? But, I know. Uh, the uh, the mood for the I'm sure the team and for the fan base is like nah, and I, I to a to a fan to a person I have not seen one, and I've got a lot of Carolina friends, a lot of or Carolina you know fans that are friends of mine. I have not seen one person say, "Hey, let's do this." Let me ask you this because it is Carolina, and listen, I'm 54. I've seen you know uh zombie carolina for years and years i mean last year was a great example of that you know getting hot late and all that is there and i'm going to ask you first ken and then i'll kick it over to you for this brett is there a universe this year in the next two days where maybe lenardi is wrong and everybody else is wrong and carolina ekes into the ncaa tournament ken Sure. I, I think I think there's a possibility. I think Penn State doing well in the Big Ten tournament, that's one of the spots that kind of uh, might be taken that could have been Carolina. So, I, you know, stranger things that have happened. And, you know, there's a lot of anti-UNC people who will go nuts if that happened and claim there's, you know, some type of conspiracy and, you know, whatnot. But I just – they don't. I don't think they deserve it, and I don't think, I don't think it's going to happen. Well, Ken, I'm a real big guy on I love doing percentages. Zero percent means absolutely one or zero percent means Carolina, no way they're making it to the NCAA tournament. Hundred percent means they're locked in. Uh Ken Wallington, uh Carolina, 
making the NCAA tournament, hearing their name called on Saturday or on Sunday, what is that percentage, Ken? Yeah, uh, the uh, it's zero percent. They deserve it, but I'll give it a tw- I'll give it a twenty five percent that they get in because I mean you're right. Like Lenardi's wrong sometimes, and the NCAA wants big names and you know wants people to watch. They want eyeballs. Of course, they want Cinderellas, but. They'd love to have every one of their tournaments to have Duke, Kansas, Carolina, Kentucky, you know, if they can, because people want to see those teams or want to see those teams lose. So, you know, well, I like, I'd give it a twenty five percent is pretty strong. I would have said I would have said eight to ten percent. Uh, Brett Kennedy, your thoughts? Zero to one hundred percent. What is the percentage at Carolina? Here's her name called Sunday night. Just like you, I was going to say ten percent. Okay, uh, but. Like Ken said, they like Blue Bloods to play in the tournament, the big teams that everyone loves. And, uh, I mean, look at North Carolina making their run at, as a lower seed last year. People are saying, well, maybe that'll happen. But, uh, <laughs> but I'd, yeah, I'm going to say 10% on this one. It's funny you mentioned that because I got a Sports Center alert last night about the bubble watch, and I thought this was funny. And it said, unless the committee pulls the largest rabbit in Selection <laughs> Sunday history out of a hat, UNC is not going dancing. I thought that was pretty funny. That is pretty funny. Smile and Scott, by the way, now you've got another nickname, son of Ken's and everything else. Now it's Smile. Alan Scott over here. I'm not joking, Ken. This is not exaggeration, and Brett can back me up on this. Has he stopped smiling since? No. This has been one of, like, this is like Christmas morning for you. <laughs> it really is. You, I'll give you a chance. Zero to 100 that Carolina makes you it really in. You really want me to answer this? I do, yes. 5%. There you go. Tell you what, we've got about, speaking of five, we've got about five minutes left here with Ken Wallington from WNCT Channel 9. We've got Brett Kennedy from News Channel 12. We've got Smiling Scott, the son of Kenson over here on the Brian Hank Show here in the second hour. We've got, we've already talked about last night's game. We did that with Chris Edwards. I want to talk about tonight's semifinals, and Ken, we'll start with you here. 7 o'clock tonight, Duke, 24-8 and eight overall against Miami, 25-6. The team split this year. Duke won at home barely, 68-66. to 66. Miami just uh, ran roughshod over them on February 6th, 81-59. Blue Devils are three-point favorites, over-unders 145. Your thoughts on tonight's game, Ken Watlington? You know, my head tells me, you know, Miami's you know going to play really well today after struggling a little bit yesterday against Wake Forest, but my heart tells me, you know, Duke's going to win the ACC tournament. It's just they're getting hot at the right time. They're healthy. Well, moderately healthy, you know, depending, you know, how Philip Palski's feeling today after, you know, twisting the ankle. But he obviously he played well in, in a limited amount of minutes yesterday. So um, Duke's just hot at the right time, you know. And uh, I, I think they, they win the whole thing. Well, there you go. We'll get to a little foreshadowing there from Ken. Uh, Brett Kennedy uh, tonight, Duke versus Miami. Whew, it's going to be fun. Um, I think Miami's going to keep it closer than people think. Uh, but I, 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 I can't. After seeing Duke in person last night, I, I can't go against them. This is Duke. Duke will win this um, by like five or six. Um, but uh, I, I can't go against the Blue Devils. There you go. I, do do I even ask Scott? It's going to be a tough game. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a really tough game. Uh, if Duke can come out and play the way they did yesterday, I feel good about it. It will be a close game. I'm going to say close. Call it a homer pick if you want. Taking Duke. There you go. And I'm t- I'm picking Duke. I picked Duke before the uh, ACC tournament began, so I'm not going to leave them right now. Uh, Ken Wallington, uh, Virginia versus Clemson tonight. Virginia 24-6. They're the second seed. Clemson 23-9, and the third seed. And they just looked 
amazing against NC State last night. The Cavaliers won the only matchup at home on February 28th, 64-57. But in a game that was closer than that final score indicates, Cavaliers are four-point favorites over-unders, 127.5. Ken, who you got? Well, a four-point favorite for uh, UVA seems like probably about twenty. So I think <laughs> I think I think that's a little too much. I think it's going to be a closer game. I was really impressed with Clemson last night. I mean, they they took a punch from NC State early and, and just you know punched them right back. And you know they got some dudes on that Clemson team. And um, I'm a little partial to Clemson, you know, personally because of Brad Brownell, uh, the former oh. UNC Wilmington coach. Uh, here's a funny story about Clemson. Uh, Brad Brownell was the assistant coach at UNC Wilmington when I was in college and he taught a class called coaching basketball. And I took that class thinking wow. it would be easy. It was not easy. It was one of the more <laughs> difficult classes I took. Uh, sitting beside me in that class was uh, UNC Wilmington point guard, Billy Donlin, who is now one of Brad Brownell's assistants. So whatever he learned in that class must've worked because he's been a division one head coach. He's now an assistant with Brad Brownell. Uh, so, uh, you know, some UNCW ties for me with the Clemson Tigers kind of, kind of makes it intriguing. And then you add on top of that, that their, their second half last night was really good. So I, the, the Tigers will make it interesting, but that Virginia defense. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so I think, the, I think the Cavs eke one out, uh, another game, maybe in the, in the upper fifties, low sixties. I love it. I love it. Uh, over to you, Brett. Yeah. Uh, I just, this, this Virginia defense is like, like we were saying earlier, it they're relentless. They are relentless. Uh, I can't. I can't go against Virginia. I I wasn't very impressed. Like Ken said, they they. I thought NC State was going to win last night the way they started. Um, but Clemson was able to respond. Clemson's a great group. They've they've got some great players. But Virginia's defense. That I'm going to bet all my money on them in this game. <laughs> that they are going to do exactly what they did to UNC. Uh, yesterday, holding the U- UNC to like what thirty five percent shooting. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be down there with Clemson as well. Uh, their, their defense is just too tough. I'm going to go Virginia. Very good. I and I'm real quick, Scott. Just pick. I mean, we've got literally a minute left. So got, got Virginia. Got Virginia. I do too. Ken Wallington. We'll end you with this. Duke versus Virginia. Then tomorrow night. That I think all four of us have that. Uh, who you got? Duke versus Virginia tomorrow night, Ken. Oh, I got Duke winning tonight. I got Duke winning tomorrow night. Then I got Duke winning six more games to cut down the net. Whoa. Wow. So, okay. Can control you yourself. Right? Can Scott, you all right? Scott, control yourself, okay? <laughs> Hey, Cam Wallington, uh, listen, thank you so much, dude. And I've got to thank you personally, too. I mean, you you took care of me this week, hold me a spot up in uh, media overflow. <laughs> I appreciate you. You're, you're, you're truly one of the good guys, dude. Well, you're absolutely welcome. You took care of me, too. And uh, always fun to be around you guys and talk to you guys. And uh, let's do it again soon. Let's do it again soon. Have a safe trip back to Eastern uh, to ENC, my friend. Absolutely. Y'all, too. Take care. There you go. That's Ken Wallington from uh, WNCT uh, Channel 9. We literally have 45 seconds. Duke, Virginia tomorrow night, uh, Brett Kennedy. I'm going to go the super pick. It's going to be the Cavs that are going to take it home. Hey, so. you were right when I was picking Carolina yesterday, so uh, I hope you're right. Uh, Let's do go I, do I, I was about Let's to say, do I Duke. even ask you? I, I didn't think uh, it would be worth doing that. But listen, I've got Duke winning. I picked Duke before the thing. I think they're going to win, and I have a lot of faith in them. Listen. 
Brett Kennedy, my friend, thank you so much. Scott Whittington, my friend, thank you so much. The last couple of days, uh, sorry about the fire alarm this morning. I didn't do it. <laughs> we don't, we really don't think you did, and I mean that. But listen, uh, what a great show today. Thank you to Ken Watlington. Uh, Vir- uh, Linda has UVA winning. She just sent that in to me. Mom. <laughs> How about that? Mom. But listen, thank you to Ken Watlington, to Chris Edwards, Brett Kennedy, Scott Whittington. Just uh, all week long, we've had a great guest uh, leading up to the ACC tournament. Have a great weekend. Wahoo wah. We'll see you Monday on the with Mark Panicelli on uh, the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Wahoo wah. Woo! <laughs>